This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 144. Are life insurance policy writers worth it? Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Welcome back, everybody, to our latest episode. Now, we've got a lot of content to cover as we wrap up our Writer's Mini-Series today, and longtime listeners of our podcast might you know, notice that I regularly quote a fantastic truth about whole life insurance. That truth is that it has existed and grown with guarantees for over 160 years, providing some significant wealth, protection for folks over boom and bust cycles, no matter what happens in the markets. Now, whole life insurance has for many years been super boring and standard, basically straightforward across the board. Even still, our great-grandparents had it, no doubt, as a part of their portfolio. But depending on how your policy is designed, how much your agent knew, and what company you chose, you might be able to supercharge your coverage with things called riders. And again, go back to previous episodes to learn more about riders, episode 142, 143, and so on. So what is a life insurance rider? Again, quick recap, it is an add-on. It's a customization that enhances your life insurance coverage. Now these might just be free, or sometimes there'll be a cost or a charge added to the rider, uh, and they'll be designed to help either pay your beneficiaries in some way, when you're gone, you know, like death benefit type riders, or others might be benefits that you receive while you're still alive. You know, we'll call that living benefits riders. So, you know, I always say it's more fun to spend money when you're alive, but you know, that's just me. Okay. So each one of these riders may or may not be appropriate for you in your circumstances. In designing your policy, you're going to want to chat with a financial professional, a bank on yourself professional specifically, to help design the whole life policy constructed in the way that you want. Now, some people really want a Hummer with all the trimmings. Other people want an efficient Prius. And other people are going to want a powerful Aston Martin. Other people might want extra seats in the back or more legroom. Now, you know, you don't want to end up with a gas guzzler if you're interested in zipping down the highway with ultimate efficiency. It comes down to what your needs are. So as we go through this list, guys, please don't feel like you have to remember all of these. That's not the point. Just take it to a bank on yourself professional, as I am or anyone here on our team is here at Lake Growth Financial Services, and we'd be happy to review these writers and other writers too. Guys, there's over 100 insurance writers. So when I was doing a quick work Uh, search on some of the various companies that we work with. So the main point is not to remember all of them, and I definitely don't plan to go through all 100 on this quick episode, but I just want you to know what your options are so you can take this to someone you can work with and who can help you. By the way, we specialize in this stuff so that you don't have to. That's our whole purpose of being. That's one of the main things we specialize here at our firm. So if you need us to review your existing policy, or if you'd like us to set up something new, please call us at 1-800-962-9141. That's 1-800-962-9141. 
or you can put your name on our calendars. Just go to our website, Not Your Average Financial Podcast, and click on Request a Meeting. That's a Request a Meeting. There's a button right there at the top. Okay, now, some combinations of these writers are not available together. In other words, we cannot put every writer on one policy. Some companies just don't offer that particular writer. So if you really want a writer at one company and another company has another writer you really want, what can you do? Well, the answer is have lots of policies from lots of companies. Set up a portfolio over time. Now, for our episode today, we're just going to go through some of the writers that first enhance your living benefits. And then we'll look at writers that enhance what your family gets. So let's start at the top your living benefit writers. Let's talk about some of these. The first one I want to take a moment to review with you is the paid up editions writer. Now this is one of the most powerful and unfortunately most misunderstood writers in the financial industry. It powerfully packs a punch into your policy. It adds tons of cash into your policy and gives you access to your money right away. Now since we spent an entire two sets of episodes here talking about that writer in episode 142 and episode 143. I'm going to skip going into further detail here, but just go back and listen to those two for all the details on this particular very cool writer. The second writer I want to discuss is something called the disability income writer. Now, if you opt into this writer, you're going to receive a monthly cash benefit if you become disabled and cannot work. Think about this for a minute. Where else in the financial universe, what mutual fund is out there? What ETF, what real estate would automatically continue and start to pay you an income stream if you could not otherwise work? So this writer kicks in after a certain waiting period, usually 90 days, for example, of being disabled. And you can get that lasting at least a month or even a year or even up till age 65. It'll pay you not only your monthly income, but it'll pay your policies premium every <laughs> every month as well. Isn't that cool? So while this writer does offer income protection, there are a few caveats. You really want to pay attention to their definition of the word disability. That's right. Every insurance company will have a different definition of what that word means. Some carriers are going to look at your disability only if you can't do any work at all, but others will let you do another type of work and still pay you a disability check. So If you are, let's say, a surgeon and you break your hand, you cannot do surgery, but maybe you can still, oh, I don't know, uh, file somebody's taxes if you also happen to be an accountant. So you could still earn an income while receiving a disability check as well. So you want to really learn what that disability definition is. Generally, I don't add this to bank on your self-designed policies. And I'll explain a little bit more about that in the following writer. Uh, So follow with me to the next writer, and that is something called the waiver of premium writer, waiver of premium writer. Similar to the disability income writer, this writer is going to waive your premium for a set period of time. So again, this is a really powerful writer, which does not pay you a paycheck. So it's cheaper or sometimes much less expensive than the disability income writer I just talked about. But this one doesn't pay you a check for your groceries and gas while you're disabled. But if you are disabled, it will cover the whole life premium for you. So think of how powerful this is. Again, is retirement optional? If you were to be disabled, are you able to opt out of getting old and needing to retire? No, of course not. 
Even if you're disabled, somebody, someone, something needs to be saving for your financial future, whether you can earn the money or save for it or not. The rider allows you to save into your bank on yourself type whole life policy, even if you're unable to work or pay the premium. That's amazing. Again, show me a mutual fund that can do that, right? So again, you'd need to qualify for this if you were disabled, let's say. And so it's a similar story to the uh, disability income rider we talked about just again a moment earlier. So even though this idea is amazing, I often don't put it on bank on yourself design policies. Though again, if you were very interested in it, I'm certainly able and willing to customize it to your needs. This rider is going to add a amazing benefit if you get disabled. But both the disability income rider and the waiver of premium rider come with a substantial cost, which will drag down the performance, the growth, the cash value growth of your whole life policy. Again, think about it this way. We could do the same thing. We could solve the same problem of paying for your whole life insurance and covering your groceries should you be disabled with a standalone, separate and apart, on its own disability policy instead. You can have a standalone, separate disability policy to pay you an income should you be disabled. We should separate these two into two different accounts. One should be your whole life contract, and another account should be your disability policy. So why drag down the performance of a tax-free asset like whole life insurance when you can pay for your disability policy and keep the whole life policy growing as efficiently as possible? The next writer I'd like to introduce you to is something called the Premium Deposit Fund. Now, I don't know if it's technically called a writer at some insurance companies, but it's an addendum, it's an option, it's a benefit to you where you can use this Premium Deposit Fund for your policy's advantage. Okay, so what is it? Now, some people ask me, hey Mark, I've got this large lump sum. I want to find a way to get it into my bank on yourself type whole life policy. And, you know, I've talked on previous episodes, episode 91, 92, and 93, to be exact, if you want to go back and listen to those, about how lump sums work, how we can sometimes create modified endowment contracts, and how we can sometimes be very creative with funding the policy with lump sums. You could even go back to the most recent episode, 143, to hear how the combo writer allows you to do the same thing. But one very special way to move in lump sums into a policy is to spread it out over a number of years. Imagine with me for a minute, you've got a $100,000 windfall, but your policy that we've already set up, let's say, will only accept $20,000 a year in premium. If you tried to dump in $100,000 into that policy that year, it would change the tax situation of the policy, something called a modified endowment contract, which is something I try to avoid doing if needed. Again, it's not bad or wrong to have a MEC or modified endowment contract, but it's just something we try to avoid if we can. So one option would be to put that money, that $100,000, into a premium deposit fund. This is, in essence, a holding tank at the insurance company where the money can grow in a safe, guaranteed way while we wait for it to drip into the policy. Oftentimes, these insurance companies are offering 25 to 3.5% interest in your money while we you know, let it grow in the premium deposit fund, guaranteed, for up to 10 years. So tell me, do you have any CDs or money market accounts that are guaranteeing 3% over 10 years? I can't find any. Now, this has the added benefit of taking one more bill off your plate each year. The premium would be paid automatically from that premium deposit fund. 
And you'd also be getting a 3% discount on your premiums. So a lot of our clients are doing this as a way to get their money moved out of their too easy to access savings accounts or out of their brokerage accounts where it might be bouncing around in the markets so that they can absolutely know for sure their whole life contract design is funded and planned the way they want for the years to come. You know, if you had that $100,000, it would solve the bill on that whole life premium of 20 grand a year. 100 grand would be able to lay into the policy over five years. Awesome. You just get to watch your policy grow over the next five years. It's also possible if you had an emergency, that premium deposit fund is liquid. So you can get access to that pot of money should you need it for any purpose. Now, Guys, one thing to be aware of, it should be noted that this is not a checking account. It's not like something you can just go grab the cash out for any reason. It is completely liquid though, but there are limits on accessing that cash and then putting it back in again. Once you take the money out, you'll have to wait a full year before you can re-up that money, before you can redeposit that money into the premium deposit fund. Okay. So I have another writer now for us to discuss. And it's again, it's a little different than your normal living benefits writers. I'm not sure if it's technically a writer, but at some insurance companies, they offer a ton of member benefits. Now, these are benefits that just come with being a member of the insurance company that you have a policy with. So these benefits might be including things like competitive academic scholarships, toll-free financial counseling, discounted or free legal services, as well as opportunities to give back through community volunteering opportunities. I know I've had the opportunity with one of the companies I have a policy with to serve at the CSO, renovating a CSO office. I know we've helped build out some playgrounds in downtown Chicago. We've had the opportunity to build a Habitat for Humanity house. Uh, We regularly get free tickets to movies and other local events, happenings, concerts, and so forth just because we're a member of one of the insurance companies that, again, we co-own in essence as uh, uh, members of a mutually owned life insurance company. So just a thought there on that very cool, sometimes overlooked uh, benefit to the living benefits of whole life insurance if we design it correctly from the get-go. Okay, so those are some of the living benefit riders I wanted to quickly touch on. Obviously, there's a ton more out there But let's transition now for sake of time into what the family gets. Let's look at some riders that the family could benefit from. I wanted to start with the death benefit. Now, that's not technically or exactly a rider, but of course, if we're talking about life insurance and what the family gets when you pass away, I can't avoid talking about this one. It is a large sum of income tax-free cash paid directly to your beneficiaries when you get your wings. I said it, income tax-free. That's awesome. This sum of money, however large it is at the time you pass, is going to be more than what you've saved into the policy, guaranteed. Except for being maybe a famous artist, I'm not sure of any other way you can leave your family more money than what you could save for them when you pass away. So that's one of the biggest and most important things for us to to take note of, the death benefit. It's huge. While we mostly focus on the cash value in this podcast, we cannot overlook how incredibly powerful that gift is for our families. The first writer I wanted to speak on, though, is something very cool. It's the accelerated death benefit writer. Now, most of us think we might just pass away peacefully in our sleep, but the truth is a lot of us might not. We might be asked to, because of health or other reasons, to 
move into a assisted care facility, some sort of a f- assisted care facility. Now, a study was done recently by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and they projected that 48% of people turning 65 years old these years, right now, won't need any paid care. But that means the other half of us will need paid care. And of those folks that do need paid care, it's going to be at least 100 grand, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And 15% of us are going to need care that exceeds a quarter million dollars. A quarter million dollars! So this is a bill that's going to be topping 500 grand for some people who are in needing memory care or has have dementia, etc. So remember, insurance would not be invented if everybody was average. So even though we might have a 15% bill, a 15% chance of needing a bill exceeding hundreds of thousands of dollars, it might just be you. So the reason the costs are so expensive is the care is so intensive. You're getting round-the-clock care when you have chronic illnesses, assisted care. So if you guys don't know, to receive any kind of long-term care, you've got to prove that you can't do two of the six activities for daily living. Now, this would be things like uh, dressing yourself, bathing yourself, uh, feeding yourself, you know, getting to and from the chair and to the bed and that sort of thing. Now, I've long maintained that the very best way to cover this risk in our lives, and it is a risk, uh, which we'll get into, is through a life insurance policy writer. That is to say, when you have a life insurance policy that can also be accessed for long-term care or chronic illnesses, one way or the other, someone you care about is going to get that money. Either you use it when you need it for chronic illnesses and assisted living, or you pass away peacefully in your sleep and the entire death benefit is left to the family. So why do we need long-term care coverage in the first place? Let's pull back for a minute. If you're married, I hate to say it, but your spouse is better off with you dying quickly than you going through the long-term care system. And why is that? Because if you die peacefully in your sleep, your spouse essentially can go on living. No doubt, it'll be emotionally difficult for him or her, but your spouse will reasonably continue on with their lifestyle unchanged because... They get to use and spend all of your accounts, your savings. But if you almost die and then need some long-term care, your spouse would be left with only a few things. The, the nursing home is allowed to take everything else. What would the spouse be left with? Basically, he or she would have one house, one car, a monthly minimum needs allowance of about 2500 bucks a month, and 126000 bucks in the bank. That's it. Everything else... In your financial life, your entire net worth gets earmarked for the long-term care facility to spend on you. So what was shaping up to be a pretty rosy retirement for your spouse now ends up looking like subsistence living. So if you're between the age of 50 and 65 years old and you're listening to this, you're very likely watching one of your parents go through this process right now. And it may be proving to be a burden on your parents as well as you, maybe, and even your siblings, if, if, if they're watching your parents go through a very expensive season of their life right now. So it does not have to be that way for your parents, and it does not have to be that way for you. There are essentially four ways you can pay for long-term care, if you don't want to just pay for it out of pocket. And I don't know many people who just have a quarter million dollars laying around to pay out of pocket for things. So the first way to do it is through a traditional long-term care policy. Now, these are falling out of favor, basically because premiums are exploding and getting more expensive. So it's really hard for the insurance companies to know exactly what the insurance companies should do in terms of pricing on traditional long-term care policies. Traditional long-term care companies 
are able and allowed to increase the price on your standalone premium for your standalone long-term care policy. And guys, if you give an insurance company 30 years to make up their mind and increase their costs on you, it's sort of like having the fox in your chicken coop. So I typically avoid those traditional long-term care policies if I can. The second option is to have a hybrid life insurance long-term care approach where you essentially have life insurance that provides extra coverage for long-term care. You pay a lump sum possibly or premiums over 10 years and then you can receive a death benefit worth just barely more than what you've contributed or your premiums that you paid if you don't need care. Let me give you an example here. So if you have a, let's say you're a 55-year-old woman and you're paying 10000 bucks a year for 10 years. That would give you a monthly benefit if you needed long-term care of about 4370 bucks, which would grow each year you're in the nursing home by about 3% a year. So that's not too bad. But if you pass away without needing long-term care, you're only going to leave your family about $104,000. That's only 4000 bucks more than you saved. So hybrid policies are really great for single women, maybe who, who pay 50% or more than single men do for traditional long-term care policies. But if you already have permanent life insurance, you can make a tax-free exchange called a 1035 exchange into one of these hybrid policies if it makes good sense for you. Now, the third option is the one I like the best personally. It's a life insurance policy with a chronic illness or accelerated death benefit rider. Now, you can purchase a life insurance policy with a rider that allows you to use your death benefit in the event you qualify for long-term care. If you don't use the long-term care benefit, your family, your heirs, your favorite charity are going to receive a life insurance death benefit as a result of all the premiums you paid in. So if you're diagnosed with a terminal illness, you know, maybe you only have 6 or 12 months left to live, this rider is going to pay a large portion of your death benefit to you while you're still on this side of heaven. It'll pay out either as a lump sum or as installments, and it might be as high as 80, 80% of the death benefit. So while this rider is really designed for end-of-life expenses, maybe like hospice care, etc., you can technically use the money uh, any way you choose with most companies. And you can also, with some permanent policies, get a long-term care rider or even a chronic illness rider which allows you to use that cash for chronic illnesses, assisted living, nursing home care, and the like. So that's the third option. And oftentimes there is no cost or premium fee for this strategy, this option. So I love this as an option because it gives you a lump sum of money in the death benefit for your benefit, for your living benefit if you should choose without totally disinheriting your family. The fourth and final option is not even using life insurance, but it's a way to fund long-term care. It's using a deferred income annuity. Now, this is a really cool option for folks in circumstances that I'll explain here. So some people will find that they cannot have long-term care insurance and they can't have life insurance due to health history. And while that's too bad, there are some solutions. One option is to fund with a lump sum or with monthly amounts, a, a deferred income annuity. Some of these annuities will actually give you double your income if you enter a qualified nursing home. So you do need a large lump sum usually up front. For example, maybe an old IRA or 401k. So if you are using this for income in retirement, let's say you're getting 20 grand a year to supplement your retirement off of this annuity and you enter a nursing home, 
that income would go to $40,000 for as long as you're in that nursing home to help cover your expenses. It's a really cool way for aging parents who might have trouble getting life insurance to still cover that long-term care need. Okay, so let's transition now. Something even cooler or something that I don't think I've ever talked about on this podcast, and it's a writer called a charity benefit writer. Now, the charity benefit provision allows you, the policy owner, to make a difference in the world. It's, it's when the claim is paid, so when you pass away, your insurance company will pay your whole death benefit to your beneficiaries just as you ask them to do. So all 100% of your money goes to your family, your favorite charity, whatever. But with certain companies, you can actually leave an additional 1% of your death benefit on top of everything you've already left your family to your favorite charity or favorite cause. This is automatically included. There is no premium. There's no cost to this. It does not impact the value of the death benefit that you pay your family or beneficiaries. This is an additional donation made in the name of you, your name, and it won't impact your estate. In fact, your estate might even be eligible for the charitable tax deduction from that charity. So that is so cool. Again, if Tom Shoes ever owned a life insurance company, no doubt they would have the charity benefit writer. It's just a great way to make a difference. Now, there's the guaranteed insurability rider. That's another one I wanted to mention. Now, with the guaranteed insurability rider, it's essentially a way to boost your coverage at certain points. Almost think of it like stair-stepping. Every five years, you get an additional 20 grand of death benefit, for example. And each time that happens, you won't need to complete another health questionnaire or medical exam. It really applies to permanent life insurance, like whole life, and there are typically caps on how much additional coverage you can add to your policy. Now, these are pretty helpful if you think your obligations are going to increase over time. Maybe if you think you're going to have kids in the future or buy a house. But I typically don't add this since the way we design bank-on-yourself type policies, we're using the paid-up additions rider to do the same thing. And we're doing it on a more gradual scale and more exponential over time. You'll see that death benefit grow without really capping it at certain guaranteed limits like they have on this guaranteed insurability rider. So I typically avoid that rider for bank-on-yourself design policies. One of the last ones I want to bring up is called the accidental death benefit rider. Now again, this is usually standard protection feature, meaning there's no additional fee or cost to this, but it pays out double the death benefit to your beneficiaries if you should pass away in an accident. Now, I again, I don't really talk about this much. I really don't. I do set it up by default since there is no cost to it, but I don't often mention it because it's really not a reason to get life insurance in the first place for most people. It's just, in my opinion, this rider is mostly just a gamble. We're simply gambling on how we're going to die. I don't really see that as a plan or something I should be making plans for. So, you know, if you needed to, I guess you could talk to me about that, but that's really not something that I set up a policy for. You know, it's a great benefit to the family if, God forbid, you pass away on a cruise ship, for example, or airplane. That's typically when they would pay out. But it's not a reason to get a policy in the first place. Now, my last one I want to mention briefly is child riders and spousal riders. Now, these child or spouse protection riders will pay a death benefit if one of your children or or spouse should pass. Now, this rider does cost less, maybe than 10 bucks a month, for example, to cover multiple children. And you can usually add a child rider to your policy uh, with even if they're just a week or two old, up to age 18. And usually at age 18, the coverage ends. And at that point, the rider can be converted into your child's own permanent policy, which is really useful. 
if your child has had a medical condition that might otherwise disqualify them from coverage. So this is a super cheap rider, but it's oftentimes not necessary. For most of our clients, as long as the kids are doing well health-wise, we might just set up a individual policy on each of the kids or spouse rather than adding this rider. This gives you the power of having a full family of policies that might last your entire lifetime since most family riders are really temporary and since most family riders have no cash value. So those are kind of a high-level overview of many of the riders we've used with our clients. I want to take a moment and just kind of give you a few takeaways since we did kind of do a deep dive here today. I want to take a moment and just reflect on all the powerful options and advantages you have when you're using life insurance for the foundation of your financial life. Guys, tell me, are there any mutual funds that offer all or any of these amazing benefits? Are there any stocks, bonds, mutual funds sold on Wall Street that let you have the ability to receive a massive cash infusion when you should need assistance with your long-term care? Or what about doubling your income, you know, if you need that assisted living? What about a mutual fund that could leave your family or favorite charity an added bonus? What about an ETF or a stock or some real estate that might pay you if you became disabled? You know, oh-so-average investment advisors have exactly one thing to sell you, and that is Wall Street. And when all you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like, you guessed it, a nail. The second takeaway I have is that advisors don't know what they don't know. If you're working with a competent professional who can talk with you about all these options, you can rest assured the policy is designed with the best and most efficient outcome for you. So the third takeaway then is don't attempt to squeeze all those riders that we just talked about into one policy. The point is not to jerry-rig everything onto one policy, but to have a system of policies, each one of them doing different things for you and your family. As you fill out your portfolio, you might have certain policies that are going to be mostly designed for maximum cash accumulation, while other policies might be designed especially for legacy purposes. Generally speaking, anyway, I'd say the first two or three policies that you establish should be all about cash accumulation, and then subsequent policies might be fine-tuned for other purposes. So take those three things to heart, keep everything in context, and thank you guys for walking through this writer's mini-series with me. It was a lot of fun, kind of doing a little nerdy, geek-out stuff, Uh, And I hope it was helpful for you guys as well. Now, I've got a listener shout out. And if you guys leave us an Apple podcast review, we're really trying to get to 100 five-star reviews, 100 five-star reviews. And we're getting pretty close. So we need your help. If you take a screenshot of your review, and if you email that screenshot to hello at nyafinancialpodcast.com, we will send you a copy of Rescue Your Retirement, a book recently published by Pamela Yellen, absolutely free in the United States. So thank you to one of our wonderful listeners, M. Carey. Uh, he says, or he sh- she says, uh, practical advice. Love this podcast. With me being a recent college graduate, it's given me a different perspective on how to build wealth. The host, Mark, is smarter than most of my former college professors. Well, gosh, man, that's crazy. Uh, this podcast is a hidden gem. Thank you, M. Carey. What a cool review. And uh, thank you to everybody who's leaving five-star reviews. I'd love to have your name mentioned on an upcoming podcast. Now, finally, we have an important announcement about the question of the month. And we only have two days left to get it. So I need your thoughts, your response to this question today or tomorrow. Really, the deadline is June 7th. So if you could not leave your family any money at all, but could only leave them maybe a, a principal or an idea 
or a concept or a habit to achieve fulfillment and success in their life, what would it be? What would it be? So I want to get your thoughts on this. Again, we need it by June 7th. So do get that to me. You can go to speakpipe.com slash NYAFP. And thank you, everybody, for joining me for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.